Hi, and welcome to Skating Success, the podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Jadine Ferreira. And I'm Ben Ferreira. And we are here to provide you with insights on tips and thoughts, everything about skating. Yes, I'm the technician and Dartfish certified technologist, pole harness guy, and you are the... I'm the choreographer. I'm the artist. I don't know. We work together really well. We love each other, but we also love skating and we love providing value to you. We thought this would be a really fun way to do so. Right, Ben? Absolutely. Okay, but who's going to be better at the podcast? You or me? You, baby. Oh, no. I definitely think you are. Uh, I don't think so. That's all right. All Tune in to see exactly what we mean about skating success and how any of these tips can benefit you and your quest in being your best. To your skating success, everybody. Okay, today's topic. Ben, are you ready? I'm ready. I've heard about it and I don't think I'd know anything about it, so I don't know why I'm in this chair today. Um, <laughs> anyway, You're so you, you, not involved. Yeah, I'm not involved in this at all, okay? But I, I promise to be as honest as possible. But I would know nothing about this today at well, all. Well, then you can psychoanalyze me if oh, you okay. want. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's have fun with this one. Okay, so go ahead. You introduce it, but like, again, to the audience... Yeah, this is going to be a good one. Well, here's the thing about podcasts. They already saw it from our title and they clicked on it. So there's got to be some interest. So we're going to go with that. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sounds good. So skating plus perfectionism. Da, da, da. All right. So perfectionism obviously is not alone a skating thing, but because it's a skating success podcast and skating is very, very known for perfectionists, I would say. And it's just a prevalent thing in our sport. I know as coaches, we have to manage and deal with the challenges and the, and the choices of perfectionism. So I thought it would be great to talk about today, but we, as you've probably heard on the other podcasts, have different points of view. And so it's always better to talk about it together. No, I'd agree. And, and just a disclaimer, I think this is going to be a very good one to go into. Um, hopefully it helps everybody out. Um, and I'd agree with the fact that this is a very big conversation and a very big topic to have uh, as, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very big part of the sport that we're in. It's a very big part of now life. I mean, I will say that. Um, again, I would know nothing about it per se. I'm just putting out that no. I mean, I, and I will go into my honesty about the whole thing, of course. You know, there's a lot that I do know about it. So I will bring that to the table. Um, so yeah, let's begin that conversation. All right, let's dive into this because we've definitely both experienced the facets of this. So I always realize when I start thinking about perfectionism in the context of skating that the sport and the way it's set up attracts perfectionists because there's so much practice time in ratio to performance time. Like a lot of sports, you would maybe do, let's say 50-50, right? Like you could have some practices, have some games, sort of 50-50. But figure skating is like hundreds of hours, hundreds of hours of practice time to ratio to under five minutes of performance time. And so in order to have the stamina, the mental, emotional, physical stamina to train like that, you need people that can see that long-term view and they don't mind doing something over and over and over very repetitively. And I think that that really attracts perfection in the psyche. What do you think? No, and I'd agree with that. That's a very good point. Our sport is unique in that way in that... Like you say, it's a lot of grind, 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 off ice, total basically full-time job commitment because it is that. If you're, you know, if you are a provincial athlete moving to elite, like elite athlete, it is a full-time commitment. 
your eating habits, your training habits, your off ice, your on ice, your mental training, everything is geared towards that moment. And that's where that such narrow tunnel vision of what the moment's gonna be is, can really build into this whole perfectionist striving. You know, one of my mentors I, I listened to a long time ago, Dennis Wadley always said, and I, and I, and this was later in my career, I listened to it. He said, we should always strive for excellence, but never pursue perfection. Mm. And, 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 and in this point, I wish I'd have heard that message a lot earlier, really, because I think it's very true. We should always try to reach a high standard of excellence. That should always be the goal as an athlete, as a, I mean, I use it as a professional. I use it, try to use it as a husband. I try to use that all areas of my life. But the reality is, is perfection just doesn't exist. And like you say, the way the sport is set up, and I'm just going to say the word, the way the sport is set up, you used the example from a training model, but the way the sport up is even um, from an officiating standpoint mm. and from a governing standpoint, it, it is perfectionistic mm, in its nature. In that the way everything's evaluated is you're looking for that one moment where everything is on point. Now, you know, we never really see that happen. We never see true perfectionism in its manifest. You know, I even, you know, I was watching a quad flip on Instagram yesterday that, you know, Trisova did. And you could go, yeah, okay, that was a little wide on axis. But at the end of the day, you've got to go, that's a pretty high degree of excellence. That's a quad <laughs> flip. And sure, she struggled with the landing a little bit. And you can say it, but you see, our sport would say, well, that's a bit of a sloppy landing. It's a bit of GOE this. You know what I mean? That, that's what would happen. But at the end of the day, that's a high standard of excellence to gain that point of revenue. And by the way, I think sometimes we've got to say, that's good enough. You know, mm-hmm. and, and where do we ever, where do we ever say that that's excellent or that's good enough is really where I, I like, I think this conversation could go. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I think that's why, um, this, this topic is so important is that when is it good enough? Right. And, and, and when do we define good enough on that day? And we're always striving for the high degree of excellence, but sometimes your best is going to be good enough. And, and own that and go, you know, that's that's how we can define it. And that's why, you know, when we when we talk about the drive towards the skating success as an athlete or parent or coach or whatever that is, um, you know, always setting that benchmark for that high degree as excellence is important. But pursuing perfection, I mean, it's, we'll, we'll dive into it, but it is just complete, it, it just doesn't exist. And I, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't really seen it out there. So I want to leave you with that. Yeah. So it's so true. And, you know, ironically, perfection, if there is such thing as perfect, that would be the end. Like that would be the end of growth. And mm-hmm. who wants that? Like who wants to be at the end of something that you love doing or love creating, right? So I think that distinction of striving for excellence, absolutely but never perfection. I really am glad you shared that because I think that'll be valuable to people listening no matter what the walk of life. Um, I'm going to be absolutely honest with you in that, and I know you already know this, but our listeners may not. Um, I struggled with perfection and not in the good way. Like the dark side of perfection was something that I battled for a long time. And it actually came up in conversation with another colleague recently. And when we started talking it through, I really realized, wow, and this is a a person I've talked to many, many times, and she didn't even realize how much that had affected my life. I I thought, you know, if I struggled like this, I know other people do as well. 
And the final thing that helped me get from that dark place of always battling that inner demon into a way of handling it in a positive way and still using the good parts of perfectionism in a way was understanding the difference between pushing myself or being cruel to myself. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I want to push myself, like discipline, yes, I'm, I'm a huge fan of discipline. I love to work hard. I'm a, basically a workaholic and I'm not ashamed of it. But me pushing myself and going for my excellence, to use your word, is different than me being cruel to myself or saying you are terrible because you didn't do well enough or much, much meaner things. But going down the path where it's actually destructive. So I think of it now as, is this perfectionistic tendency leading me to pain or purpose and I try to distinguish that and if it's pain I gotta back up slow down and rewire what I'm doing and I and I think that's important too but there's also an awareness of that too there's an awareness now you know at our age too you know that this at this age where we've seen all of that right and we've lived through all of that I've lived through that you know younger and I didn't really maybe know it until you've exposed it and lived through it. And now as a coach, you're going, oh gosh, I see this going, you know, with your skaters, you see it go on and you go, okay, well, you know, this is obviously where it's going and how do you break this for them? And what, you know, how do they, how do you teach them this lesson that, you know, the fact of the matter is it's, you know, but it, but again, it, it all depends on where your world is, right? And what you believe is real and how, you know, you're, you're showing up into that. And, and it's a very, very big topic. It's one that, you know, let's just take one example maybe i'll take it from the athlete's point of view you know athletes jump timing okay so you know you always i always could compare it to the jump timing that's crisp and fresh and everything else but that wasn't very fair because you're comparing something to maybe you'd been training the full season of the year and you'd had that grind time where things weren't really good and you're comparing maybe where you were on the you're now at the beginning of the season you're comparing to what you did last year at a certain time where you're in tip-top shape and you're doing everything else and you've done what you needed to do and had put in the disciplines put in the hours put in all the reps because we forget all that right mm-hmm. like you forget that you know you'd you'd, you'd literally fallen 10,000 times before you you know you'd, you'd literally of course we forget all that we compare it to that part of the brain that brings that vivid fresh jump timing to us and goes okay this is how it feels why are you not feeling this that's you it's it's because of you that you're not or the fact that you know that's your character flaw well in fact it really isn't it's just the fact of the matter is is that you've got to go through you know muscle memory disciplines reps you know going through that process and not taking it personally and that's a really big one is not taking it personally and going you know it's not your it's not your flaw it's it's just you know maybe how do, how are you approaching it but understanding it's part of the process and if you can understand it's part of the process and not take it personally mm-hmm. and go you know what it's not because I'm a character flaw I'm putting in the disciplines I'm doing the best I can to put in the action I can and, you know and even talking with athletes today can you feel it yeah I can feel it but I'm just like and, and sometimes they admit I just can't feel it and I go well that's cool well let's figure this out let's just backtrack let's do yeah. something else it's a it's a long-term view in 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 the short-term microcosm right Mm -hmm. of of if it's if it's learning the lutz you know where's the timing of where everything's going looking at the video analyzing it going through the whole process and you know listening and and having the conversation of of being objective with everything and saying okay you know that's like today but let's let's go through a few weeks of this and maybe another three months of this and maybe you know we can come out the other side and 
you'll you'll see that it wasn't such a big deal and and this is completely normal and that's fine but but this sport man because it's that point two of a second of a time in before when you climb and you hit your axis come on like this is getting a little crazy here they you know they say four years comes down to four minutes well not really it comes down to point two of a second yeah did you hit the axis did or you not? hit the axis or yeah. not and then if that that jump is off axis i'm sorry like you just that was just one of those reps now yeah the game is that you put yourself in that because you agreed to play the game mm-hmm. okay if you didn't oh. agree to play right then that's a different conversation but you agree to those yeah. rules okay so if you're okay with those rules and understand you have to be okay with the understanding of the fact that it just might not work out all right and then what are you going to do and you know so yeah it, it's it's perfectionism but you know what i mean it's it's a very big conversation and it's one that you know shows up a lot in this sport it has that kind of that, that kind of patterning where you know we want it goe plus five goe plus and you know it's never Oh, it's plus three. You know, it's not quite plus five. You know, it's always that kind of part of it where you know it, it breeds that kind of. Um, how am I going to say? <laughs> it just it just it has that kind of environment built around in. it built in. Yeah. You know. So anyway, that's just my that's my rant on that for now, and we'll come back to it a little bit later. But it, I think it's I think really it's having, and I don't know how we do this, but I think it's having perspective. It's really looking at the big picture if you can. Um, really going, okay, is this really going to work for me? Or, gee, you know what? If I'm just climbing my own ladder of personal skating success, if I'm bettering my points each time I go out, if I'm bettering my skills, if I'm better than I was last year, if I'm better than I was, like, like if I've improved, you know, maybe that's enough at the end of the day. You know, maybe that's just enough. And, you know, there's comparatives everywhere. We can have that conversation. But... So- Anyway, go ahead. So, Sorry. No, that question, I have to ask you and cut you off there. I have Please to ask cut you. me off. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think perfectionism can exist without comparison? <sighs> yeah, I do. I really do. I think it you can. You don't think comparing it actually is the setup for perfectionism? Well, and it might. I mean, that's a good question. I, I would say that it definitely hinders that for sure. But again, remembering that... You know, and we all compare. We all do it. I mean, we all have to do that as, as, but at the end of the day, you know, my set of cards might be different than somebody else's set of cards. So what that's kind what of, I'm saying. Don't you know, think it drives the perfection. Oh, I would, I would tend to agree with that. I think that's very true. Yeah, absolutely. I would say if, if that's what it is. So why do we compare? Why do we do that? Why don't we just go, okay, here's where we are. Cause I know, I know it's a comparable thing and I get that it's a comparable sport. It's incomparable, but you know, that, <laughs> everyone's on a different timeline of things and wherever you are you have to celebrate that but you also have to try and climb your own personal ladder but if we're comparing all the time, I mean you know that's you're getting distracted I don't know mm-hmm. I, does that make sense I'm not sure well, it does. I don't know it's no. a tough one right because that's the that's the name of the game but at the end of the day what are your cards you're bringing to the table how are you showing up um, and it goes back into that that conversation of What's what's your comparable within your within what you're trying to do mm-hmm. yourself? So, do you think when you skated, there was a moment that you can remember where perfectionism got the best of you, almost like that maybe got in your way of the excellence? Oh, for sure, absolutely, all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all the time, and you know, being being you know the age that I was, I probably didn't recognize how to deal with that. Because it's just what the microcosm was. So that's okay. Now I know I get it. And 
honestly, you know, when I look back, I have to go, because life isn't fair, right? We all know that. Okay. So, but also, did you make the best of it in an unfair world? Mm. Right? Like if it wasn't fair to begin with, did you really, don't you think you've survived and done a pretty good job at it not being fair and really going, okay, like at the end of the day, I'm doing okay, mm-hmm. you know, and that's all right. You know, maybe I started here and maybe that was a little bit later and maybe I did the best that I could do here and adjust that. But with the resources that I had mm-hmm. and the knowledge that I had and the disciplines that I put in that I knew how to do because that's all I knew, mm-hmm. it turned out okay, right. right? And that's the way I always kind of viewed it. So anyway, I want, I'll so let you talk about no, it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually genuinely curious because we don't really talk about this stuff until we have a context for it. So I'm, I'm very curious of how that affected you personally. Um, yeah, it's, it's just an interesting thing. I mean, on the flip side, if we want to flip it and talk about the positive side of it, um, you know, we've, we've both enjoyed a lot of benefits from being very driven, mm-hmm. right? And being very totally. proactive. And, totally. Um, you know, I, I can, I can imagine, um, those, those days I got asked today by a little girl, she asked me, how did you do the axle? How did you figure it out? And how did you do it though? She said, and I said to her, I stood on that blue line where you see right there. And I just did it over and over and over and over. And when the Zamboni man came out, I asked him, please, sir, just one more time, one more time. And she said, wow, you really did that? He did, he wait for you, you know, and she couldn't couldn't picture this because that wasn't really what she thought the answer was going to be maybe, but there is a side of it that I'm very grateful for, right? That, that being driven and disciplined, I feel like I have reaped a lot of rewards from that as well. And as have you. Oh no, for sure. And there is that too. There's no doubt. I mean, there's no doubt that, you know, being driven disciplined, just look at my day to day that, you know, if I didn't close that exercise ring in the morning when I woke up at 530, you know, like I don't view my day as successful. I don't, you know, that's how, I think there's there's great habits for that. And yeah, okay, fine. You know, I've been at the dinner where I had a psychologist right across the thing and she diagnosed me with obsessive compulsive personality disorder. That's fine. <laughs> okay, I admit it. It was over dinner. Yeah, so but I, really I, I admit it. But, you know, I mean, like even when we, before this, the tea towel wasn't quite right. I have to adjust that. You know, my vehicle, I have to get the mat out and clean it off. And, you know, like... <laughs> There's things like even this bed, like I had to adjust it because it was too high. Like, you know, there's things that, oh, like it's, it's, yeah, there's things, there's things that, yeah, I, I get that. But also, you know, I, I want things a certain way and I like things a certain way. And I, and I think, you know, like maybe there's an okay side to it. Bed looks great, but like, you know, and I'm okay with it now. But if, but if I didn't do that, you know, like it's just. And, you know, things in the sink. I don't leave things in the sink. I don't like it. I think it looks unfinished. You have to keep, put it in the dishwasher, clean it and put away. It's not, you know, I don't believe in that. And that's just not how I run my household. But, uh, you know, I can dive deeper into that if you want or not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know because I live with you, but but not everybody. You you know, like it's just, it's just certain things that, yeah, I mean, there, there are things too, but you go in the kitchen, it's nice and clean. So it's like, that's good in a way. But there isn't much peace when it comes to that, you know, and, and that's what I'm just saying is you don't live a very peaceful life if you're always being perfectionistic. I never, I, you haven't met a perfectionist that's peaceful. You haven't met one. You haven't met one. I don't, I don't know a single perfectionist that lives a life of, uh, peaceful. And, and, you know, I'm not saying, you know, there's that book, don't sweat the small stuff. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I really don't. I think, 
you know, I took, it was, it was interesting. There's that book, it says, don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff. And everybody kind of, I, I get it. I understand that philosophy. But then there's also Think Like a Champion. And this is by Mike Shanahan, who was um, an NFL coach. Oh, okay. And he said, with all due respect to Richard Carlson in that book, don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff. He said, so I completely disagree with that. He said, you sweat the small stuff. You sweat it hard. You sweat it day and night because if you sweat the small stuff, the big stuff takes care of itself. Whoa. You know, yeah. and, and, I, and I listened to that and I went, I get that. I understand that. If you take care of the small details, the big stuff will take care of itself. Now, it's not like you drive yourself perfectionistic insane. But you have to strike the balance of that. And you have to go, have I taken care of all the small stuff? Right. So that the big stuff can manifest. So as a coach, you know? what's one of the examples of this, the small stuff that you do, you like to attend to that then leads to the big stuff taking care of itself? I can... I can think of one thing you've done, but you, 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 well, you go for, I don't really know. I think, I think the small stuff and it may be big stuff, but you have to show up on top. You have to show up ready to go. You have to, as a coach, I have to show up ready to go. The equipment's set up. Everything's ready to go. That's a small thing, but it's a big deal so that I'm ready to show up to do and facilitate what needs to be done in that specific amount of time. I think that that, that's one thing. There's other things, but I think that that's very, very important because the, you know they're looking for us for leadership on it you know that and that, i think that's very important if to all the coaches that lead. they're looking for you to leadership they're, they they want to show up because they want to engage with you they want to know what the plan is coach what is it today coach what are we doing today coach okay this is what we're going to do this is how we're going to do it and this is why we're going to do it it might be small stuff but if we do the small stuff the big stuff will take care of itself in the long term so I mean, that's, maybe that's one thing. I don't know if that was a bit of a rant on it. I love but, that. That was you know, a great it's, example. It's, it's having the balance, and you can't drive yourself insane with small stuff. But you do have to understand that the small stuff is very important, and it will help the big stuff manifest. So, anyway. I love it. So, you know me pretty well. Um, I'm going to ask the tough question. Oh, dear. <laughs> What's an area that you think I'm very perfectionist in? Oh, an area that we're very perfectionist. And you ever seen her makeup kit? Holy <laughs> smokes, man. Sorry, that's just that's the first thing that comes I to mind. You say. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, heck, you should see it, guys. It's like laid out, spick and spam, beautiful. It's, it's a it's a well oiled cabinet of stuff. Like it's pretty good. Like I mean, I, I'm no I'm no expert in that department, but man, it's like it's it's pretty organized, you know. <laughs> I'm not messing around with that makeup. No, you're not apparently, but you're taking care of small details that you know. That's what anyway. I I just I, I think it. that's one example. I don't know where you wanted me to go with that, but no, I was I was thinking about a work example, but okay. But uh, that the makeup is kind of that's perfect. That's exactly it. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, another area where you are. Go for it. Where, you for me? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, well, definitely the choreography. I mean, I like, like, today's a great example. There was one moment in the transition. Like, I'm talking a micro moment that wasn't right. It was a step, kick, kick, kick thing. And I was like, there's something missing, something missing. And mm -hmm. I'm just like on it. I'm like, oh, 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 that was, that's what it is. Step, kick, kick, and look to the audience on the third kick. Mm -hmm. And For it sure. just makes all the difference. As soon as she did that, it was like, oh, that was it. And it just yeah. like... 
but that's the kind of stuff that fires me up because I know it can be better and better and excellent and exciting and, and the skater gets fired up too. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I I think that's perfection in a good way. I don't think it's you know detrimental. But there it goes it. again. It's not. I don't. I wouldn't go that in perfection in per se. I think you're you're taking care of small stuff that lets the big stuff take care. Does that make sense? And but here's the problem with it too. There's a balance of it too. It's understanding that when is it enough? We don't know. I mean, we we don't really know. I mean, it's it's something where you know, <laughs> and many times I'll I'll have been at the game at, at an, an event with you maybe, um, and you know we've we've packaged the skater. The skater went out and delivered what they needed to do everything else and then you get a comment where it's kind of like you know it's this and I go you know at the end of the day that's good enough like you that mean, you know comment? a comment of well there could be more of this or there could be more of that and I go you know or at like the end of the day back. that's good enough mm. you know and I know that in my soul and I know that for the result and I know that for where that is do you know what I mean and that's where I go that's where unfortunately the world of what this ecosystem is breeds that in a way because it's never enough it's always something more there's always this and it's like that's great but the problem is it does not exist it never has never will by the way because it always go well yeah you know and a skater could go land eight triples and it'd be like that well you know the landings and well there's a bit of two-foot skating over here and well there's a little bit of this and you know but at the end of the day it was good enough skater won the event i mean it depends like what's out there in that event today you know, I've, I've seen many events where I go, yeah, okay, and what's out there? Okay, that was the best but, of the day, but you know? to add, like, flavor to that, whose opinion? Like, to me, it has to be a qualified opinion. Like, well, if someone comes to me, no, literally. That's someone true. Comes to I me agree with that. And they have landed eight triples, and they tell me, in competition, they tell me, you know what, Th- this could help the skater do that. That's a little different than somebody who's never no, done it true. or yeah. well, is, I don't, I don't know. I just, I always try to look at where's the, where's my feedback coming from? And this is just in life in general as well, right? Because I, I don't just take everyone's opinion equally necessarily. No, and I'd agree with that. Right? I think the ones who've never done it are always loudest to voice everything, my opinion. Seems that's to been be. that's that's been my that's it's, been Oh, my you should do this. That's been oh, my experience thanks. of everything. But <laughs> but anyway, I mean it's just it's good conversation. But going back to perfectionism, I think that at the end of the day, the message is always striving for excellence. If you're striving for excellence every single day and you're showing up the best that you can be, I mean even today we're I mean, we're just talking on a Thursday where you know, we're three weeks into this camp, we're doing COVID-19, everyone's jump timings off, everyone's training again, everyone's going through the ugly training of jump timing reps on and off, bodies are sore, this or that, the other. But if you really showed up and you gave it your best and you will only know what your best is as the individual, you'll only know that yourself. You have only yourself to look in the mirror at the end of the night and go, did I really give it my all today or did I hold back? Did I not do something what did I not take care of a small detail because that will add up over time you know it will but if you showed up and you really gave it a best effort and you put in everything that you needed to do then that's the high degree of excellence that we're talking about you showed up you warmed up you went on the ice you put in the reps you did the run through maybe you tripped maybe you fell you got up who cares at the end of the day there was effort there was discipline there was mindset there was an intention to be better then go to bed at night and look yourself in the mirror and go, I battled through that and life isn't fair, but it, but I survived the unfairness of it. 
And I'm here saying that, yeah, I did that, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and, and I think that has to somewhat be enough sometimes. Yeah. A hundred percent. And you get to play another day. That's what's so cool about it being a game or a sport, right? Is you get to play another day. And sometimes, sometimes doing your best is knowing when to back off. Like, you know, a skater today, she has been a little sore this week in her back. It's like, she knows, okay, don't do that spin position. Don't, mm -hmm. like, don't. Just mm -hmm. leave it, go to the physio, figure it out. That is doing her best. It's being smart about her body. But my favorite example that I often give to skaters is I try to explain baseball. And I know you're not a huge baseball fan, so I hope this is a new analogy for you as well. But batting average in baseball is how you measure how good of a player they are. And the batting average of the best players in the world, like the guys that get paid millions of dollars a year, is usually about 350. And when it's, when it's 350, that means they hit the ball. And if you're a baseball statistician, don't, don't kill me on the number, okay? It's around that. But that means they hit the ball 3.5 times out of 10 at bats, which is only 35% of the time. And in figure skating, people expect themselves to land it 100% of the time, right? Or they expect to have a clean program, which means you land everything and do everything correctly. And so when I'm talking to skaters and they just don't get that, like it's not gonna be clean all the time, I always try to come back to that. Like in many sports, that standard that you're trying to get in figure skating is literally impossible. Like it won't happen. And so it's just, to, it's just to bring it back to a little bit of reality going, again, did you show up? Did you do your best? Did you strive? Did you give everything you, you could that day? Well, and it's like the same thing in business. Nine out of 10 startup businesses fail, but one makes it. Now, are you willing to fail that nine times? Right? Most people would say no. Most people would say no, but one does make it, you know, and yeah. you know, the ones that have failed, you go, okay, what happened? You know what we did? We just had too much, we had too much overhead. We were too extended. We didn't see market we we thought it was going to go and that was the lesson for their business or you know we we really you know put everything into that product and there was too much that we couldn't service it and then and it just was no interest in somebody copied the competition that went out like there's there's that's just the reality of how it works it's yeah. you know i i don't know and maybe i'm wrong with it and maybe perfectionism has a has a challenge i just view the world as very darwinian that way mm. in terms of are you willing to fail nine out of ten times you know, and if you are, let's go play. If you're not, well, that's that's another journey for you. That's a different conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, to, to, to land a quadruple jump or land a tw the, the triple axle, like, are you willing to fail that many times to get it? You know, and that's, that's just, that's up to every individual to decide that, you know? So, yeah, I, I think this is a good conversation. Maybe there should be a part two. I don't know. Probably. I mean, it's, it's one that is always ongoing. It's one that I think we always have to catch ourselves um you know as as athletes as coaches parents um all of us business people going you know the balance between really striving for that high degree of excellence every single day and pursuing something that just doesn't exist and just isn't there then and, and is sort of an ideal of what should be oh that so should word that should be this way well oh. you know what is it really no okay so now what now how are you going to deal with that right yeah. so anyway 100% anyway yeah. What do you always say to me? Sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. And most of the time you learn. That's been the stats that I've... <laughs> that's been the stats of it. Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn, and most of the time you learn. But sometimes oh. you really do win. And when you win, you really have to celebrate that because it's very nice. 
<laughs> but but you know, learning's also good too. But winning, that's ooh, that's rare. That's really really nice. So. You know, well, I just want to... You're talking about winning when you've done your best and you've achieved your best. Well, like, for sure. Sometimes and you win on the outside, but it doesn't nope. feel like it on the inside. You that's know, a and that's, thing. The, that's the thing too. Sometimes, you know, oh my gosh, that was the most terrible scene. And all of a sudden the result comes up. I mean, how many times have we been in there where you're sitting in the sitting and crying? All of a sudden, you know, that wasn't the greatest run through. And oh, okay, the result wasn't that bad. And okay, we just leave the day. But are you re- did you really win for yourself? Right. No, at the end of the day, you, you knew that wasn't really winning at the end of the day it was just an event that took place and the law of averages scattered out on you know whatever it was and you're right about that so but yeah when you really really win it's it's good like don't don't (laughs) don't want to downplay it at all but you know learning is also part of that process right and winning wouldn't be so great if you didn't learn either so it's a balance yeah Yeah. well when you win you don't need anyone to tell you you just know no and that's what i think is the takeaway too is you know, be, be your own um, cheerleader, not your own critic. Like, be your own cheerleader on that path towards excellence. And just have your own back. You know, I've told so many skaters that. Just have your own back. At least be the guy in your own corner. Don't abandon yourself in it because there's enough stuff to deal with along the way. There are enough challenges that are going to come at us. You got to have your own back. Yeah, you have to have your own back because if you don't have your own back, nobody else will. If you don't pump your own tires, nobody else is going to pump them for you. So... You know, and then I think that's that's the end of the day, and and you know it's funny when you win, when you win is really good because everyone's around you, everyone you know it's it's fun, but you really learn when you learn, right? Like there's no better lessons than learning, whether it's failure, a setback, something didn't go quite right. Those are the real times where, and all of a sudden you win again, and you go, yeah, okay, I've been this, this is you know you can look around and go, mm-hmm, got it. You know, so many got it moments in life. Got it. Understand. Okay, good. And, you know, what is it? Count um, count on uh, your friends, not uh, not when the world's on top of you. Uh, no, excuse me. Count on, count on your friends, not when you're on top of the world, but when the world's on top of you. It's a more accurate count. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the one that it is. I heard that one. It's very true. And I the, really agree with that, you know. <laughs> that's, that's the mic drop right there. Well, yeah. we went there. Um, you're right. There might be a part two. I don't know, but this is at least a start. Yeah. And you know what? Everyone, um, just really climb your own ladder of personal skating success with however you're defining it. It is, it's not, you know, the definition of success is only what you define it as is if it, you know, Earl Nightingale always said it was the progressive realization of a worthy goal or ideal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe in that. I think, you know, there's, of course, society will always tell you what success is or, you know, this microcosm of the world that we live in and skating will always tell you that, but you really have to define it for yourself and you have to be clear on what that means to you. If it's a 28 point total in the short program, great, achieve that, go for that. If it's over 50 in the free, go for that. If it's over 100 point total short and free, go for that. That's If that's what your measurement is, then you work towards achieving that. Um, and, and I think that's very important is how you define or how one defines that um, level of personal excellence on your, um, on your journey towards just getting success. That's very well said. All right. Well, we're going to leave it there. But remember to always check out our social media. You can always send us a direct message. Tell us how you're liking the podcast. We're at Skating Success everywhere, but I'm going to be honest. I generally only check Facebook and Instagram. So 
that's where we hang out. And she's on the social media, and she's a good face up front, everybody. She's very, very good at that. So, <laughs> if you join the morning show, you know she'll be she'll be there. So absolutely. Yeah. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening, and um, until next time, here's to your skating success. To your skating success, everybody.